Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning. On Facebook, on the Crackbook, on the YouTube, and I'm waiting to pull up some live feed. We're going to do some different things this morning. This is, and y'all just going to have to give us a minute because I changed everything up right at the last second, as normal. But that's what we do. That's the only way that we can do it. There we go. I got it. So as we start seeing people come on, why don't you, uh, as you start coming on, comment, say good morning. Let's see who you are. And uh, we might even uh, take a prayer request and different things like that. But we're giving everybody a, a hot second to get on here because we never know what they're doing. They better not be getting lazy and wait until the end of the day to be watching church. You better be on church, watching church. All right, I see there's some people coming on. Who Who's there? Come on. Say hello. Say good morning. I want to see names. I want to know who you are, where you're from. Hey, did y'all know today was Easter? Today is Resurrection Sunday. It's the day that Jesus raised from the dead, and he brought new meaning to our life. So we're going to... Uh, Get started. Man, you guys are really participating. As you come on. You can't see it. <laughs> is it coming up? Or it, y'all got to comment. Megan said y'all comment. Megan said to comment. Because we, we ain't going to go any further until you comment and let us know where you're at. JT, you better be on, boy. Where you at? I got something to say to you. Respond, show your face, throw a thumb, make some comments, do something. I'm just waiting on y'all. Oh, we got people, but ain't nobody saying nothing. Y'all got to say something. Tommy, am I missing something on my iPad? Or are you just not getting no comments? Okay, so it's y'all, it ain't us. So my computer ain't broke, your finger broke. Put G-M, just punch that, that says good morning. Just throw that up there. Ain't nobody gonna talk, that's all right. Kathy's on there, Hannah's on there. Well, why ain't I seeing it? Jason said sup. All right. Lisa said good morning, one church, happy Easter. All right, good morning, so. Angie. Good morning, Jessica. Mark Cooper's on. All right, so here we come. Okay. Everybody's okay on. then. All right then. I don't know what happened. It's iPad. It's it's J- the JT said your iPad's broke. It's the <laughs> virus on the iPad. It needs an antivirus on the iPad. All right, so we'll just we'll do it like that. We'll we'll pull you up that way, and Debbie can tell me who's on and who's talking, who said something, and um, but we want to get started. But this morning, I just I wanted this to be a little bit different this morning. I, I wanted to, uh, even though we're missing another link to our family, I still wanted to come to you as a family. Um, Sean decided that he couldn't take his hat off long enough to go live, so he stayed off, and. Uh, yeah, JT, I, I love you too, buddy. He just sent me a smile on my text message. But um, I just want to talk to you guys as a family for a moment and uh, 
just greet you guys. We haven't seen you for a long time. That's why I was wanting to know who was on here so that we can talk to you guys for a minute and uh, just find out what's happening in your home. Um, if you're like us, there ain't a whole lot happening except Debbie moving furniture. <laughs> but um, other than that, we've been doing all right. Good morning, Miss Pat. Miss Pam. And I hope you guys have been doing good. Good morning, Lasagna and LB. Good morning, Kathy. Angie, Miss Dawn. So I can see who's on there. Dawn's on. But we, uh, if you've been paying attention to the uh, to the Facebook page or um, to the app, Tommy sent out a link this morning. Um, there was a song that I was listening to while I was doing some final study this morning, and it was called "The Blood." And uh, I had Tommy sent that out this morning or had him, had him send it out this morning uh, so that you guys could listen to it prior to uh, the service this morning. I hope you've listened to the song. Man, what an awesome song for a Sunday, a resurrection Sunday. So, but um, anybody got anything going on in your life that you, maybe, maybe you've got a couple prayer requests that you need some prayer to, um, let, let's do that real quick before we get too heavy into what we're doing. Meemaw's on. Oh, there's me, Mark. Tommy? Nope. Oh, man. I we'll wait. On it. Oh, man. All right. You getting closer? Well, we want to... Are there Being that my mom's on here, I'm go- yes, I'm going to single it out because I got the mic. Um, we're going to wish my mama a happy birthday today. She is, she is 81 years young today. Man, what a day to celebrate a birthday. This is... Mom, you was born again. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm excited. You was born again. Good morning, Miss Julia. Angie, I see you in there talking to Lisa. And don't y'all get too chatty, Kathy. Good no morning, pun Jennifer. intended. Good morning, Eric. No pun intended. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Lane. But everybody's in. Jeffrey's on. John Worley's on. Good morning, guys. If you guys have got any type of uh, prayer request or anything like that, let's... Uh, you can type it out there. You don't have to be so uh, specific on it. Um, if you don't want to put your business out there, that's fine. I understand. Good morning, Charlie. Charlie got out of bed. At least I bet you're excited. You get to watch church with Charlie, and you don't even have to sit beside him. Well, I bet you two are going to be excited today. Kathy. Um, Kathy Tyler, my daughter Jillian, 18 years old, is fighting depression. Please lift her up. We'll uh, be lifting Jillian up in our prayers, and I mean, how many of you know that Lord knows He He didn't design us, and He didn't do anything for us to to live in depression. That's right. He He brought us joy, and uh, we want to make sure that we have that. Hannah Mills unspoken request. Hannah Mills, it's unspoken. There's no way that you have an unspoken. <laughs> you are you a woman of words. Amen. But um. Well, Tommy decided to watch. Well, good morning, Tommy. Glad to see you. Glad to see you come in. <laughs> good morning, Megan. Man, it's so good to see you guys getting out of bed. And uh, I'm sure all of you are sitting back on your couch drinking your coffee, still in your PJs. But um, it's good to see you guys are getting here this morning. Well, let's, let's talk for a minute. Let's... Uh, Let's talk for a minute about what's going on in our life and, and what, we, what we've been seeing these past few weeks. We, we've attacked the COVID virus 
a couple of different Sundays, and this Sunday, it's 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 my it's my desire this Sunday that I turn it around on you, on you, and I want you to be able to to walk in a different light as of today, and uh, I'm gonna show you how to do that through the Word because I, I don't I don't have any wisdom in such a manner that can change your life, um, except for what God brings through His Word. Amen. So, so this morning we we want to talk about. A message that I believe is for the church. It was, it was a message that's been stirring up in me since last week, and um, we're going to talk about the walk to Emmaus this morning, and and how Jesus's resurrection, how it brings hope, and how it will turn our life around. Um, you know, if Jesus would have just died on the cross, our sins wouldn't have been forgiven. Amen. If if Jesus would have just been beaten at the post we wouldn't have gotten healing. We wouldn't have been sound mind. Right. It took him raising himself from the dead Amen. that consummated. He, he, took, he took that event to put the icing on the cake, if you would. Put the, right. He put the cherry on the top. And uh, so it's because of this day in Christ's life that we have the life that we have now that we can live. Um, so this morning, I just I want you to focus. I want you to focus on a newness of life because that's what that's what you gained through Amen. Christ when He raised from the dead. That's what you have now. That's what you can walk in. But you have to choose to walk into that. And I'm going to show you a couple of things here. I shared with uh, some leaders the other night on Zoom, and I, I wanted to just piggyback on that a little bit. So the guys that heard some of this. Um, the other night, you're just going to have to bear with me. Maybe it's a refresher course for you. Maybe you've already forgotten since we got off of that Zoom meeting. Um, so let's, uh, let's get into the Word. I want to talk to you a little bit on, uh, out of Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this out of the NIV, um, and then we'll, we'll bounce back and forth to the New King James and NIV, because there's a couple different wording in the New King James that I wanted to use that I stayed on. <clears throat> but let's, uh, and oh, by the way, if you haven't already got it, we're going to be doing communion together as a family. And I, I want you to participate in this. I, I don't want you to have any judgment laying on, on your head or anything else that you can't take communion. I'm telling you that you can take communion biblically. And that is what you should do. Um, so this morning, I want you to participate with us, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump on religion real quick, because some of you say, well, I couldn't get out, and now I don't have any juice, and I couldn't go to the store, and I don't have any grape juice, and listen, I took communion with a Diet Coke and a Ritz cracker That's on right. my patio one day. Grab your coffee I'm and telling your bagel, you now ladies. That <laughs> what we take is nothing but a symbolism right. of Christ's body and his blood. And I believe wholeheartedly Amen. that if we can pick that symbol up and we take it and we're doing it in remembrance of him, then we are completely fine Amen. with it. I, I don't right. believe there's any condemnation or any judgment that God's going to put down on us. If he really wanted us to drink Christ's blood, he would have given us a vial of blood and said, here, drink it. That's but right. he didn't do that. He drank wine in that case. And some of you guys with the alcohol... 
you never mind that's a different sermon <laughs> but anyway it, whatever you've got if you've got fluid in your house that you can drink that is consumable Amen. and if you've got bread or cracker or a bagel, a bagel I, I don't care what you get if you got something that you can break off and you can actually eat and we can remember Christ that's what we're going to do today so don't leave in the middle of this let's wait till the end of it and then we'll take communion together as a family amen amen all right, now that we've got all that out of the way, let's go to the Word. Starting at verse number 13, it said, Now that same day, the, the, the same day, this was the same day that Jesus raised from the dead. It was the same day. And I, I really like that part just for the simple fact that, you know, Jesus, Oftentimes, we, we've been told, and, and we even practice this sometimes, of the waiting on the Lord. And uh, I, I, have a, I have a contradiction to that, um, this waiting thing of us having to sit over in the corner and wait. And God is so gracious in what He gives and, and how He gives it. He found, he found a circumstance, He found a situation to where these guys needed Him then he they needed him in the moment they didn't they didn't need to recognize him or they didn't need him to come in after the storm they needed him while he was in it and God showed up it said on the same day these two men they were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem the city of peace Jerusalem the city of peace they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. You know, how, how many of you have gotten locked up into that? How many of you are talking about the things that have happened? And when you call your neighbor, you call your friend, or you call a church member, what you want to talk about is the lack of mask. What you want to talk about is why you can't go to the grocery store. What you want to talk about is the line to Sam's. What you want to talk about is, you with me? So they were talking to themselves about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Wow. But they were kept from recognizing him. They, they were kept, they couldn't recognize Jesus for their circumstance that they were experiencing together. What they were talking about what they were talking about overrode who Jesus was. They, they didn't see Jesus because they couldn't see through the situation. They couldn't see through the heartache. They couldn't see through the, the, the lines. They couldn't see through all of this stuff going on. They couldn't see Jesus. They were kept from seeing him, from recognizing him. And he asked them, what, what are you discussing together as you walk along? That's my question to you. What, what, are, what, are, what are you discussing with one another? As you walk through this, what are you discussing with one another? And they stood still and their faces downcast. Man, they, their hope, their hope had been stripped away. They, they found themselves in a spot in their Christendom like we do. They, they found themselves in this spot where all that all that they put their hope into, all that they put their trust into, all that they would believed on, all that they had faith on, all that they walked with had been taken from them. It was gone. Their faces were downcast. They're, they had no more hope. They thought that all hope 
was lost. And one of them named Cleopas. Ask him, are you? Boy, this should have been Peter. This should have been Peter. He asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know about the things that have happened there in these days? Are you the only one that's coming out of there that hasn't heard? Jesus looked, playing the game. I love how Jesus done all this stuff, man. He, he's sneaky. He's a sneaky Jesus. He said, what things? He asked. See, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that Jesus didn't know. See, you've got to be careful. When, when God's asking you a question, he's not asking you a question to gain information. He already knows. He's asking you a question to bring it back to your remembrance in hopes that you will stand on, in hopes that it will rejuvenate, regenerate, revive. And Jesus said, what? And Cleopas answered and said, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Now look, this thing jumped off the page to me this morning. He said, he was a prophet. This is what Cleopas told Jesus. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Did you, did you see? Amen. He was a prophet. Amen. Boy, <laughs> how about this? Isn't it amazing how we can allow our circumstances to, I'm going to use the word dethrone, demean, lessen, take away from. We allow our circumstances to take God out of the picture of what he could be in our life to what it doesn't appear that he is in our life. They called him prophet. These were disciples. They didn't call him Lord. See, we, we must be careful we, we must be careful as Christian people that we don't fall into this little snare, into this little trap. Oh, pastor, that doesn't mean it. Yes, it, do, it means a lot. It, it means a lot. When you, when you no longer can call Jesus Christ Lord, it means everything. He Amen. is not the prophet. He is not the priest. He is the Lord. He's Lord of lords. He is King of kings. He is above and beyond everything else. And when you demean and tear him down and, and pull power out of him, man, it puts us in a situation. It puts us places that we don't want to be. I don't want to be there by myself anymore. I, I, need, I need Jesus on this journey. Yes. See, I don't know about you. I can't make this on my own anymore. I can't do this by myself anymore. That's right. He's got to be there. He's got to be in the picture. He's got to be in my life. He's got to be in my head. He's got to be in my heart. He's got to be in my mouth. He has to be Amen. Amen. in order. That's right. For me to be. It's in Him that we breathe and we move and we have our being. Mm. I might preach. Go ahead. He said, 
He was a prophet. Oh man, he was powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Man, he, he was telling Jesus how great he was and in the same breath, depressed. In the same breath, hopeless. Isn't, boy, that's just like a Christian. It's easier to have faith for everybody else than it is to have faith for ourselves. Yes, My friend, true. faith is vital. That's true. Faith is, faith is, your, faith is your pulse. Yes. Faith should be your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So we have, we've got to be careful in this thing. We've got to be careful. The, the chief priest and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. And I didn't even highlight that. I didn't even circle a word in that, but that's important. We're talking about the two disciples, and and if we aren't careful, we will allow what those that are appointed over us (laughs) to spill over into who we are. Now, bear with me. Listen. Please listen to this. Just because the Pope says it's okay doesn't make it okay. Just just because governors are signing bills and saying it's okay doesn't make it okay. See, your hope can't be tied to man. That's right. Your hope is in God and God alone. That's it. Nobody else can transform your life the way Jesus did. You better stop thinking that what is being told from the top is always the truth. You better be like the Meridians. You better go and check the words yourself. You better tighten your relation up, relationship up Come with on. Jesus Christ that you know that when something is done and it is contrary to the spirit that God has released into you, you know right then it's not right. Amen. Don't you fall for that false stuff running around. They, God said in the Bible that in the last days there's going to there's be things that's going to be brought before you and you're going to swear it's light. You're going to call those things. Things that are wrong, right, and what is right, wrong. What is light, dark, and what is dark, light. You better be careful. You better be checking. You better have your hope. Right. Amen. Your hope better be in Him. Amen. We might get through verse 30. It, it ain't going to be, no, guys, it ain't going to be no 30-minute sermon today. I hope you didn't tune in hoping you was going to get a 30-minute break. <laughs> it ain't happening today. I'm up here sweating right now, and I ain't even stood up. I'm sweating. (laughs) But he said, man, the chief priests and their rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. Look at this. He said, but we had hope. We had hoped. Man, we... We knew that Jesus had said that they were going to take him away, that he was going to have to die. He was going to have to go away, but don't fear, he was going to raise again. We knew that he had said this and we had hoped. We had hoped. That means, man, while they was with him, man, things was good. While nothing was wrong, they carried hope. What happens in your life when something goes wrong? Easy, Are you carrying the hope? That's right. Do you do you put the put let's put the hope in the satchel? Did you bring up that big pocketbook of yours? She got a pocketbook is like that. 
What, what do we do when we get into a fight? What do we do when, when life starts to bring us adverse situations? Do we, do we just take our hope? Do we get downcast in our face and throw our hope in our satchel, throw it in our pocketbook, put it in our book bag, put it in the trunk of the car, just leave it at home for a day? Is that what we do? I fear that so many Christians, man, we're getting spun up. We're, we're getting spun up in this whirlwind, in this storm. Yes. Man, this, listen, this isn't a storm designed to kill you. That's Will right. you hear this? This is not a storm that is designed to kill you. Amen. This is a storm that has been designed and will be used to change you forever when we come out. Amen. Amen. It will change you forever. Yes, it will. If you can recognize Jesus in it. But, but we, we had, we, we used to believe, we used to hope for what we couldn't see. But now we, we, we see this. The Bible says we, whatever a man can see, he doesn't need to hope for anymore. That's right. Now, now we, we see that Jesus is gone. We have no more hope. We just let the hope go away. Man, we had hoped that he was the one. We had hoped that he was the one. I wonder how many people have fallen away from the faith because they've been taught a false gospel that has told them when they invite Jesus into their heart, when they accept Christ into their life, that everything's good. I wonder how many people have walked away because when they accepted, the very day that they accepted Christ, they left the church. They walked right into it. <laughs> they, they left the church and punched somebody. They give them a throat punch, Maggie. <laughs> they, they give them a throat punch because something in life went upside down on them and they went, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Man, I can do, I can go through this without having to spend my time in the Bible or praying to someone I don't see or can't see or believing in someone that isn't just physically apparent to me. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to pay my tithes. I don't, I don't have to do any of that, and I can still face life that I'm facing right now. I wonder how many people have fallen away just because of that. Woe be to the church. <laughs> we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Look at this. And what is more? <laughs> I like, and what, what is more? It is the third day since this took place. Amen. <laughs> hey, let me let me tell you about this person that we're talking about that came as our deliverer, as our redeemer, or who we had hoped to be our redeemer or be our deliverer. He said that he would rise on the third day. Guess what? Hey, what is worse? Today's the third day, right. and we don't even see him. Come on. Come on. And he's right there. Right there in front of us. He Yes. This guy. <laughs> Man, this should have been Peter. This guy looks at Jesus as if to slap him in the face and go, the guy told us he was going to raise up in three days. And look, it's three days. Where he at? Where he at? He was waiting on the women. 
Where are you at? Today's the third day. Man, I'm going to have to get a copy of this myself. These ain't in my notes. They, they see what I got in my notes. It's scripture. <laughs> Maybe we'll hit something here in a minute. Just hang on a minute. It might get a little bit better if you just hold on. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. <laughs> Check this out. In addition... Some of our women amazed us. You bunch of weaklings. <laughs> the man's supposed to be the man of the house. You're supposed to be the high priest of your home. What you mean the women? The, the, the women amazed us because the women got up early and took off to the gravesite and found that he wasn't there and come back. He's gone. That's right. So the weak men, <laughs> the weak men said, well, his body gone, we don't see him. We're heading out. We're gone. See y'all. Man, I really hope we make it through this thing. But the women amazed us. They, they, went, they went to the tomb early this morning. <laughs> see, it's the same. This is the same day that Christ raised. They said they went to the grave, went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They didn't, they didn't see. Well, I don't know. If I had that much hope in him while he was walking, this probably should have increased my faith. Amen. Oh. Amen. Here you go. As Christian people, see, you, you, you have a hope in a Savior. You, you believe there is a God. I mean, Satan even believes there's a God. And you try to strengthen your faith when you go to a building. I'll just track with me for a second. You, you, try, you try using church. And, I, and I've, heard, well, I've heard this put out, and I'm, I'm going to come against it, and whoever said it, I'll write me a letter. They say the church is a refueling station. I got news for you, baby. How you come to the church, the church should be a fueling station, not a refueling. When you come to church, man, you should be putting out into people. You come to the house to serve. The church is to serve. Amen. Jesus said, if you serve any of these, any, the least of the, you serve any, you see somebody needs a drink, you give them water. You see, need somebody that, that wants a shirt, give them your coat too. If you see anybody without, give them, give them, give them, do something, give, serve. Amen. Maybe, maybe this is what God's trying to do with us right now. Maybe God's using, maybe God's using the storm to refuel us so that when we're able to get back together and act like the church should be acting, Amen. maybe then, maybe then, Amen. maybe then, we're old enough, we've got enough faith stirred in us that when we come back, man, the church, the building itself just explodes because Amen. the people are so excited. I Amen. ain't going to be able to keep you down in your seat. I ain't going to be able to keep you from, from getting up and shouting and screaming and blessing God because of what God done for you in this storm. Amen. 
Amen. Man, he's refueling you. That's right. He's refueling you. He's causing you to get on your face. He's causing you to be drawn closer to him. Man, he wants you close. Amen, he does. Megan, you got anything yet? This is getting gooder. <laughs> this is getting gooder. They said they didn't find the body. They came and told us they had seen a vision of angels. Who even said that he was alive? The angels, the, the women saw angels told these men they saw him and what the angels told them that he isn't here, that That's he's right. alive, he's That's risen. Right. And these guys are still on the way out of town. Boy, isn't that amazing when life doesn't go your way? When, when life doesn't appear to be the circumstance that you were promised. Yes. Don't be so quick to leave. <laughs> Don't be so quick to leave. I've got to keep finding my place, but it's okay. Verse 24, it's where we're at. We've only got six more verses. I'm doing pretty good. It's been 30 minutes, I know, but you're on your couch. You're still laid in your pajamas. You just sit tight, don't you? Don't pull away. Hang on. Sit at the daddy's table. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. I mean, now they're starting to get two and three witnesses. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, this, now this is Jesus. Now, now the table's turn. Boy, I love how, how Jesus will rebuke you. He said to them, how foolish you are. Yes. And how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And don't you remember? Don't you remember that my preachers and teachers and prophets and pastors and evangelists and prophets, don't, don't you remember when they were all preaching the gospel and telling you that I was coming again and to be ready and to get ready and showing you how to increase your faith and grow in Him? Oh, it hurt. It's supposed to. Well, I don't feel good. You ain't supposed to. That didn't make me smile. It ain't supposed to. There's things in our life, man, that we're going to get fed that isn't going to be something that pleases our flesh. And our flesh will rebuke it and will repel it. And our spirit, man, on the inside is yelling for more. Right. More. More. Give me the medicine. Let me grow. Give me the medicine. That's right. Growing in Christ. Man, how foolish you are. Why aren't you listening? Did not the Messiah... This is... I love this. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter His glory? Mm. See, if it didn't... If all of this event did not happen according to Scripture, it wouldn't have been Jesus. If it would have went down that Jesus died of old age from the COVID, it wouldn't have been Jesus. It was lined out. Isaiah perfectly put it out there as a lamb led to slaughter. Isaiah laid it all out and said, this is how it's going to happen. And if it wouldn't have happened that way, it wouldn't have been Jesus. Right. 
And he reminded him, don't you, re don't you remember when Isaiah talked about it? And then Jesus, verse 27, beginning with Moses and all the prophets. Man, I would have loved to have been in the midst of that teaching because no one could express the living word of God other than the living word of God. God look, you, you can't express it like Jesus can express it because Jesus knows it. He wrote it. Can you imagine how he would, how he, am I using the right word, as he dictated the word? There's a dictation. As he dictated the word to them and as he brought back to their remembrance and, and he unfolded his truths before them. And as he talked, he said he went from Moses, he started at Moses and went all the way through the prophets. He explained to them what they had said in scripture concerning himself. I'm sorry, but I, I, think, I think right there, I may, I'm, and I'm a little slow, but I think right there I would have probably picked up, wait a minute, buddy, you know an awful lot about this guy to ask us what we was talking about and who this Jesus was. You, you know an awful lot about this guy. I mean, I would imagine, man, he, oh, I can just imagine how Jesus could express himself in word. I, I don't think there could be another one. And as they approached the village, <laughs> not even knowing, these guys not even knowing that Jesus, first off, they didn't recognize him. They were kept from seeing, kept from recognizing. It wasn't that he kept them blind physically. They just wasn't able to pair that up. He, they were kept from recognizing him. He's expressing everything that Moses and the prophets said about him. And he just goes and keeps teaching. And in the midst of all this teaching that was taking place with Jesus, Jesus was doing something right in the midst of their problem, right, right in the midst of their doubt. In the midst of their doubt, Jesus was in the middle of it, stirring it back up in his way that only he can do it. He's not, he didn't come out and just say, look, I'm Jesus. Hey, dummy, I'm Jesus. Oh, answer me this. Answer me this. Why did he not show his hands? Why did he not lift his up his gown and show the hole in the side? Why did, why did they not see the scars on his head? Why did he not show them the feet? Well, but I'm thinking too, though, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So even though he was disguised... You know, I think they were so drawn by the problem that they seen that they weren't listening to the words I'm that were get being there. spoken. <laughs> I'm gonna get because it. You took the scripture, <laughs> took the scripture right out of my mouth. Why didn't they recognize this yeah. voice? Why? Everything that Jesus had to show himself as who he was. He showed it to Thomas. He, did. he said, here, touch the scars. Oh, could you imagine? Mm. 
My God, how surreal does Jesus have to be in your life yes. to change the way you see things, the change the way you hope, the change the way you activate and walk by faith. How, how surreal does God have to be? More so than keeping your heart beating while you're sleeping. More so than to cause your lungs to collapse and to refill while you're sleeping. Keeping blood flow. I don't know if it gets any more surreal. But he didn't go and tell them this and this. He, he told them everything that the prophets had said. He wanted to rekind, he rekindled a fire. He rekindled a hope. Maybe, maybe that was the thing because they had led him to believe in the beginning where he said we had hoped. We, we had hope and Jesus already knows the scripture and Jesus said, well, wait a minute. If I show them, then they don't have to hope no more. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, just the way I think. As they approached the village to where they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. Here's, here is a turning point in faith, in our faith. When Jesus was introduced to this world, he was always the one to invite others. He, he always invited others. And here it turned. He resurrected, he brought us a newness of life, a new way of doing life. And the only way now that we can abide with Christ is that we accept and invite him into our home. Amen. See, we, we used to be, we used to, we used to get the invitations in the mail. Now we hosting the party. That's right. If you if you waiting on the letter, that's right. It'll probably never hit the mailbox. That's right. But what if you invited? Mm. Boy, then the party starts. When I mean, he he's got to be that he he was the light right. of the world. So he's he's the light of the party. He. Amen. All right. I'm almost done. Hang on. We get we getting ready to do communion, I promise. We're getting ready to do communion. But they urged him strongly. There, there was another way it was put in the New King James. Was I, I do believe they said that they but they constrained him. I mean, look, look at the strong words that is being used. For them to hold on to Christ. No matter what is going on into your life, 
Jesus wants you to fight to hold on to him. Jesus wants you. Listen, I wouldn't care who's praying a prayer out there that thought that they need to talk to Jesus. I wouldn't want Jesus to get gone from my home. I would want to hold. I would constrain him. Man, if I could duct tape him, I'd duct tape him on a chair and put him in my bedroom and wouldn't let nobody else come around. I would put him on quarantine in my home. He would have to stay in my home. That Jesus wants you to want him so bad that you're willing to go above and beyond all measures to hold on to him. Will you do that on Resurrection Sunday? Will you find a way in your heart, find a way in your head to reach your arms out and pull Christ so close to you that no one else, Amen. that no one else can get in the middle of it? Yes. Man, restrain him, invite him in and hold, play a trick on him. Ask him to come in and grab a hold to him and don't let him go. (laughs) Come on. He said, stay with us. Man, it's nearly evening. Being wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. It's nearly even. You don't want to travel at night. It's nearly just stay. Jesus, you don't need to go. All they're going to do is tell you about their problem. Jesus, come over here. Just let me praise you. Let me worship you. The day is almost over. So he, he being Jesus, went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with him, He goes from working on their minds and their hearts to working on their vision. He took the bread. Oh. Oh. See what happens. See how gentle that God is, that that God will just woo you and pull you to him. See, See what just something transpired here. Something took place. They went and invited Christ into the home. You have to pay attention to this. They invited him, they constrained him, they strongly urged him to come in. And he said, okay, you want me that much? Oh, God, how bad do you want him? You, you want me that much? I'm going to come in. Look at how tricky. When he was at the table with them, he's the guest. <laughs> Be our guest, be our guest. He's, look, they invited him. He accepted the invitation. He came in while they were sitting at the table. God, you've got to get this. God, help me explain this. 
<laughs> with my mind, this is how he just give it to me. <laughs> he went from being just the Sunday saint to being a Christian. He took charge. He went, he went another step. He, he, he went, no, they went. I, I heard that. They went from being Sunday saints to being Christian, to being disciples, disciplined ones, that's it. They, they went from being babes in Christ now, that man, oh my God, my mind is going. They just matured. They matured right here in this verse. They matured because they invited Jesus in. Jesus said, okay, I'm going to come in. Now, will I remain the prophet in your life or will I now become Lord? Because if I become Lord, then I take control. I take, oh, I take control. And he took the bread, not the ones that invited. He took the bread and then he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. Oh, picture perfect. They seen the bread broken. Yes. They, he broke it just like Jesus broke it. Yep. Look. They said when he sat at the table, he took the bread, he gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Look what immediately happened. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. See, oh dear God. He came in as a stranger and he left as Lord. That's how, that's how God wants to interact with us. Yes. I mean, he, he, he wants to be Lord. He wants, God wants to break the bread. God wants to break the bread. He, he wants to show you. That, that's what I'm listening because, oh, please give me some more time. We, we're, we're really, really, really close. You're good. Go for it. And he disappeared from their sight. They ask each other. Look at their conversation. Look look at their conversation, how it changed. Oh, God, church, get this today. They ask each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened, I love that word, and opened the scriptures to us. Were our, not, were our hearts not on fire? Can we recognize Christ in a storm, in our despair, in our doubtful days? Can we not recognize Christ by the burning desire that... 
I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. I'm not saying you don't love God. I'm saying that everything in you, man, you want to love God. You want to pour everything out that you have on God. You want to adorn Him. You want to praise Him. You want to worship Him. But right now, circumstance doesn't offer you an opportunity according to your perception. That's right. But, man, if I could take you back to Genesis... He took a circumstance that didn't present itself very lovely. Right. And he created. He'll, he'll, take, he'll take the most jacked up situation in your life and turn it around. Turn it around. <laughs> Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing of overflow. They might cut that because that was so perfect. The pitch and everything. That was so on time. They might have thought that I was playing Israel. Okay, y'all with me? Hang, just hang on a second. We almost, their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared in their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and he opened the scriptures to us? This is where we got the title. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Boy, see, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in some of y'all's house because somebody right there needed to dance on that one because hope turned me around. Hope, hope, oh, hope turned me around. Hope, hope met up with me in my despair and walked with me Seven miles out of Jerusalem, hope sat with me. Hope revealed himself by the breaking of the bed. Hope Amen. turned me around. Amen. Hope is alive again. See, we're not in, listen, you're not in quarantine. Amen. Come on. You're alone with God. Amen. Yes. My prayer for the church today is that hope unveils itself again to you and hope brings you out of despair and hope delivers you from worry and hope will open your eyes and hope will cause you to jump and praise and dance and sing to God again. And I pray that hope again floods your home and hope will cover every storm that is blocking your vision that hope again as it rises back in your home that it sets you on a place that you can see over the storm that's blocking your vision that you too will get up and immediately yes, Lord. go back yes, Lord. Amen. hope Amen. it's hope Yes. Hope again. Love again. Worship again. Yes. Sing again. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Man, almost preached. Mm. Now it's time to get into the notes. I know we're going over. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> I, uh, these are just a couple points that I wrote down. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. These are just a couple points. I wrote down we've all been there. We, we, listen, sweetheart, I get it. Brother, I understand. And we've all been there. 
Yeah, even, even your pastors. Yeah, we, we've been there. Where hope had been downtrodden by what appeared to be reality. And focusing on it so much that we end up missing. <laughs> we end up missing what's happening because we're focused on what happened. That's right. That storm's got all our attention. My God in heaven, Jesus, Jesus showed up. Jesus just showed up in your home. Jesus just showed up. Are you going to miss what's happening? Because you're focused on what happened. That's good. That's good. If we aren't careful, we can miss him by talking about the things that stir the doubt. We can. Church, listen to me. Man, I, I wish I could be your daddy <laughs> and control your Facebook feeds. Right. Control your Twitter accounts, your FaceTime. You got to help me. I ain't up on it. Snapchat, Instagram. TikTok, TikTok, don't stop. What's the other one? Is that it? And Facebook and what? Man, I wish I could just be your daddy for a minute and come in and shut down all your accounts. No, I don't want to do that because, see, that's when you get rebellious as a child. When, when your parents take everything away, you get mad and angry and upset and you go away and you miss the opportunity to grow. So this is why God tells, God tells the parents to discipline their child, to discipline their children, but don't break their spirits. And this is why, listen, right. this is close. This is good. If I can get in there and I can just filter what you hear and what you see and what you know, if I can filter that, then you won't be so quick to get caught up in the doubt That's right. and the worry That's right. and the what ifs. And the uh ohs and the oh mys. It's like that monkey. It goes like this. And <laughs> man, if I if I could get in there and, and do that for you, there's some there's some emojis out there. I'd, Tommy, oh, I wish you could just pop the emojis up on the screen and show him a monkey with a hand over his eyes and his ears and his mouth. If I could just get the monkey to come in there and just get you all discombobulated and cut all this negativity that's feeding into your life. Listen to me. Do you understand why this thing is so big right now in the nation? It's because that we're listening to everything we're being fed. That's right. Amen. Now, preacher, I don't, whatever. Can I promise you, uh, no, I'm going to promise you that Christ is king and he always will be. And whether we come out of it here or come out of it there, it don't matter. We're coming out. He said, get on the boat. We're going to the other side. He's trying to mature the church. He's allowed this circumstance. Everything that goes on in this earth has to pass through his hands. Man, if we aren't careful, if we aren't, there it is, there, look, look. <laughs> Are they seeing that on Facebook? Can they see it? <laughs> they see, y'all seeing that on Facebook? Man, that's awesome. <laughs> Man, watch what you're hearing. Watch what you listen to. Close your eyes so you don't see. 
Put your hand over your mouth. Quit talking about it. Quit pulling despair out of your home. And quit pulling, quit pouring doubt out into the world. Pour some hope. That's right. Put that other container in the back of the refrigerator. Grab some hope. Amen. Pour a glass of hope. Amen. <laughs> Man, if we aren't careful, we'll reduce God yep. of who He should be in our life because of the focus on our circumstances. Yep. Man, that's what they done. They called him prophet. They didn't call him Lord. They expressed to this stranger that this man that they were, he was a prophet. No, he was Lord. Yes. And I think this is a witness to your character in Christ during this time. Um, oh, I've, I've said, I, see, wait, whoa. <laughs> she always talks about me having a strong word. That is about as strong as castor oil. It's it, even in the videos that I post, um, this is our time to shine. This is our time to show the Lord in our life. This is our time to bring hope to people that are in despair and, and full of unbelief and, and sad and depressed and um, don't know which way to turn. They're stuck at home. This is our time to shine. This is our hope. Um, continue to minister to those people. Pray for them. Show them the way. Um, I've said before, uh, this is a time that God is going to use in the circumstance to draw more people to him. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly believe that. There is going to be a great awakening with this, and there is going to be more people brought into the church. It's our responsibility, yours and mine, our responsibility to witness to the people around us, to bring them in, to draw them to Christ, to start that relationship here, or to reignite that relationship that they once had. That's our responsibility. Hmm. And there you have it. <laughs> but did you hear that word? That was hard. That was a hard word. You, <laughs> you just challenged... How can she do this in such a loving way? And I can, if I'd have said it, man, y'all would have said I cut your arms off and toes. And But she just said it, and I ain't seen nobody comment nothing crazy on that yet. But I, I'm telling you now, that was a strong word. And that word was this. Your character isn't what everyone can see. Character is when no one can see it. She just challenged the Christian to have Christ-like character. This is the time. What, what, what are we doing with it? That's right. What, where is your, what, what is your character meter? Is it Christ or is it COVID? That's right. Come on. <laughs> well, I wish I had one of the meters too, Tom. Y'all go, go catch up. Man, I'm starting to love this so much, we may not ever open the doors back up to the church and let people come in anymore because I just, I just feel free doing this. Just putting a meter. Christ on one side and COVID on. Where's your meter? It's your character. That's what we're being challenged with. Man, that's good. Christ's character in me. might be a sermon you're going to have to preach. All right, well, I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I mean, I got, grace is like my favorite thing to preach on out of God's Word because if it wasn't for grace, none of us would even be 
And there's your hope meter. That's, that's your Christ character meter. And know this. He said, you can't be lukewarm. That meter is lukewarm. You, you've either got to be hot or you have to be cold. You either got to be in him or you got to be in the world. You're going to have to pick or choose. See, we, man, we are so we are so lukewarm as a church. We're lukewarm as a church. So this is where we're at. My prayer for this this house. My prayer for this community. My prayer for this state. My prayer for this country. My prayer for the church is that when we partake of this communion, and I want you to participate in this, when we partake in this, that there is a literal awakening in your spirit. That hope turns you around. And I, and I hope this sticks with you after we're done, man. You, you're thinking about it all day. Hope turned me around. You know, I, I was scared about the virus. Hope turned me around. Because no matter what happens, I still got Jesus. Man, we're so selfish. We, I worry more about keeping you here with me and keeping you here with me than I am worried about keeping Jesus with me. And that we got to... Hope's got to turn us around. If COVID gets you, baby, I'll see you on the other side. Right. We're going to get there. Yeah. If COVID gets me, baby, I'm going to see you on the other side. But I got to go. Daddy called. I, we've got to stop the nonsense. You've got to stop. I don't care how many cases of COVID is out there. I don't care how many cases that have missed the system or that has gone this and gone there. I, that, none of that matters, man, when we're dealing with our eternal life and our salvation in Christ as it is because of his resurrection. By the way, we're celebrating his resurrection today. Hope turned me around. Hope caught me in despair in the midst of my doubt and walked with me for a moment and taught me as we walked. He got to a place and I said, you know what? You are Lord. My eyes are open. I'm going to turn back around and go back to where I need to be. But anyway, grab your cup. Amen. Grab your cup of juice, your bottle of water, your pack of crackers. If you got Ritz, I'm hating right now. I am hating. Not so much on the Diet Coke, but I'm hating on the Ritz cracker right now. If it's a wheat Ritz, I'm not hating so much. But if it's a real Ritz, I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating. Get your communion ready. Don't just sit there. Quit, quit watching. See, why are people leaving? Why, why are people dumping out? Don't, that number better stay up there. Don't, don't you dare miss this. Don't you dare miss this. See, people hear, oh, he's done. Well, praise God, now we can go out and hunt Easter eggs. Man, you better get over that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to step on your toes. This ain't about hunting Easter eggs. I don't care how many thousands of Easter eggs you hid last year and the year before. and I don't care how many Easter bunnies you said. I don't care. I don't care. This is about Jesus and Jesus alone. This is about hope. Hope again. Amen. Hope again.
This is about the, the love of Christ. Man, Tommy sent that, that, uh, that song out before we started service, and it's called The Blood. I want you to listen to that. Man, what a song. I want you to listen to that song. I want you to listen to that song. If you didn't get to listen to it before service, grab a hold of that thing after service and listen to it. It's the blood, the blood that's dripping from the cross. It's enough. Always will be. It's, it's, it will always be enough. That, that blood that's dripping, that's dripping. Uh, listen to that song. All right. If you've got your cup and your bread, families, and I, I, want, I want you to do this together. I want you to do this together. Man, today is a new day. Today is a day that hope turned me around. That's what today is. Amen. It's resurrection day. If Jesus would have never raised from the dead, we would have never been turned around. But because that he come out of that ground, man, I can see him stand up, just dust himself off. <laughs> Hope turned me around. I don't want nobody getting religious on me and saying, well, pastor, you got to read those scripture. No, I don't. The only thing that deals with communion that is put in word, he says, as oft as you do this, as oft as you drink this cup and eat this bread, you do it in remembrance of me. That's the only, and that's what we're doing. We are taking this cup and this bread as a symbol of his blood, the new covenant, and his body that was beaten and bruised and, and torn for our deliverance and our well-being and our health and our, our wholeness, our healing. Yes. That's what we're doing. We're, see, you've gotten too tied up, man. Religion stinks. It smells on you. It don't look good. So we've got a, a cup that represents the blood. And, and for those of you that go, well, Pastor, you, you drink. I just, I'm fortunate. I, I was fortunate. I was able to come to the church and, and grab this little cup that we always do. But if it makes you feel better, I got Fiji, and I'll take a drink of that too instead of the drinking the juice just to make you feel better. Because some of you may not have grape juice and whatever, but let's get to the matter at hand. Man, I love that part when they invited him in. And he came in and he sat at the table. And the Bible said that he took the bread. He took the bread. I wish they could zoom in on this. But he took the bread and he broke it. Symbolizing his body was torn. Torn apart. See, he, he broke. Oh, what, what is it that's holding you? He broke it. Fear, he broke it. Amen. Despair, doubt, he broke it. This is his body. And it represented what he went through for me. And I hope that you're as grateful as I am when it comes to his body being broken. Because it should have been ours. 
but yet he chose. But he said he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed it. So Father, today, God, as we, as we take this, this little, uh, this element, this piece of bread, this cracker, whatever we have in our hand, God, we're, we're taking it as a symbol of your body that was broken for us. God, we, we, remember, we remember what was said to us in your word about who you were and why you went through what you went through what this actually enables us to be and what it enables us to become. And God, we're grateful. We're grateful for your body. We're, I'm grateful for your will. The will that kept you through it all. So Father, as we take this, God, my... God, I believe this is a word for the church. As we take this, God, my prayer is this, is that once again, hope will turn me around. So let's eat. When he was at the Last Supper, he sat with his disciples and he said, I won't do this again until I do it with you. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he actually, man, if he turns up like an orange juice or something, <laughs> I'm through. But he took the cup and he said, this, is, this symbolizes my blood. This is, this is the new covenant. This is, this is the new covenant. This is, this is your new life. Amen. I give mine up that you may be able to have life. That's what we've always heard. We've always heard that, that Jesus give his life that we might have ours. But if we look into it, if we really look, I, I said it earlier, if he just died, he said, this is the new covenant. I come back to life that you'll have life. What? Because I died that you got life. Because I come back, if I, wouldn't have come, if I wouldn't have come back and I wouldn't have consummated this deal and said, everything is done down to the T. We would have never had what we got. The covenant, the new covenant. This is a, this is a new hope for us. This is a new hope for us. He bled for us. And it was from the blood on the mercy seat that covers our iniquities and he, he had his self nailed to the cross. The one that knew no sin took on sin yes. that we may not be bound to sin. The new covenant.
the new hope, the new day. So let's drink. So Father, God, you're so awesome. So awesome. God, I thank you for a faithful people that love and cherish your word so much that even when the doors are closed, they would be willing to watch you in their pajamas. God, you're great. You're awesome. You're you're beyond anything that we could ever think. Who would have ever thought that one day we would be having to preach with no one in the congregation? But God, there's one thing that we better recognize. You're, you're in our yesterday, our today, and our tomorrow. No, nothing, the Bible says nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing. God, you've, I think that you have done such a magnificent thing that you have drawn people, that you, you have closed gaps God, you, you have stretched across cisterns and have allowed your people to come closer together even at moments of separation. You, you have caused families to come together closer. God, I pray today that your word rings so loud from the walls that God, hope again rings in our home. That, that we don't, God, it's hard. Man, it, it's hard walking a human life. But I ain't telling you nothing you ain't already done. God, just teach us to be more like you. I know we can't be perfect like you. We wasn't designed to. God, I thank you for that because I'm not so sure I could have gone through it. I'm not so sure that I could have actually laid across a post. I'm just not sure I could have done that. You knew what it was going to take, and I'm, I'm grateful. So, Father, I speak blessings over the ones that are watching now, over those that will be watching later. God, let this word, as, as it always is, your word is a living word. It never dies. It will live forever. God, let this word just speak to our hearts. Let it, let it grow in us and let it cause us to hope again, to hope again, to hope again. Amen. Father, we love you. Daddy, you're awesome. And we just bless your name. Look after your people, guard them and keep them. God, break the bread. Break the bread at their table that their eyes be open to you. Show them again. Father, we just give you the, the praise and the glory and the honor. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I hope you have an awesome Easter. We just thank God for you. We, Tommy, is that sharing right now? Share it. Meemaw, Mom, we love you. It's your birthday. It's your birthday.
It's your birthday. Go, Meemaw. It's your birthday. Dance like it's your birthday because it is your birthday. <laughs> but it's your birthday. We love you and I thank you for everything that you've given to this family as a matriarch and uh, being a God-fearing woman. We just love you. We can't wait to do that again, but we can't do it now because Tommy's got that stuff or something. <laughs> but we love you. And uh, guys, stand again. Stand again. Don't, don't get caught standing still. Stand up and move. Move for the hope. We love you. God bless you.